0: All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Weekly Soapbox. I'm Chris Pennington.
1: And I'm TJ Haran, and we are back after a short hiatus for summer. For summer, uh, yeah, But we're still here. We're still, we're still doing things.
0: I also want to say that we are now on the new Anchor platform. Um, so that is on the web, or you can download the app now. Um, so the website URL is uh www.anchor.fm slash the weekly soapbox um so you can check it out here or or on the app so we've kind of moved moved platforms a little bit but still same old soapbox Mm
1: -hmm. um it's been a few weeks in the making um but with that being said how how was your first month of summer chris
0: um, you know, it was pretty good. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what I did.
1: Yeah, I know. What what
0: actually happened in the month? The... You know, I don't know. I did I did so many things. Um, first of all, um I love taking the opportunity to kind of reestablish my practicing habits uh for the summer. So mainly what I did a lot was just really focus as far as practicing goes, I focus a lot on fundamentals. I've been focusing on that for the past couple Couple weeks, really digging into fundamentals and really getting into the core of what what would make me a better clarinet player. So I've been doing that. Uh, A couple of things on the weekends: got to go see my parents, celebrate Mother's Day, Um, and then a few weekends ago, uh, I got to see one of my co-drum majors, Rena, um, get married. So I got to go go see uh, Rena and her um, now husband, Alex. Uh, get married, which is a beautiful wedding. Um, despite here, the rain, despite the rain, yeah, yeah, it rained in the, in the, like right in the middle of the ceremony. But you know what? It was it was a beautiful ceremony. For those of you who
1: do not live around Harrisonburg, it has been raining just like nonstop. Like there was like a four day stretch where it flooded every single day. Yeah, I want to get it. <laughs>
0: I want to get it right. I want to say in the past two weeks, two three weeks. I want to say our apartment building has flooded. Five or six times? I think so, yeah. Luckily, it's not gone into any of the apartments, but it's still
1: terrifying. Yeah. It's, I look down from, like, we live on the second floor, and we look down at the first floor, and there's just, like, water everywhere, and we're just like, oh, man. They had to get, like, buckets and snow shovels mm-hmm. the other
0: day. Yep. And yesterday, it rained again yesterday, so today is the first day where it's not been, like, raining, Absolutely pouring down rain. In a, quite a long time. We've had a couple days where it's been, like, kind of, like... Partly cloudy, kind of sunny, and even today yeah. it was like partly cloudy and sunny. Very hot and very humid.
1: Yes, and I'm sure that'll stay. Yep. I'm sure it's not going anywhere. Well, other than that, it sounds like you've had a nice summer. So yeah, far. it's been
0: good, relaxing. I'm in the middle of a class right now, so that's kind of a bummer, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, how was your summer, TJ, so far?
1: Um, it was fine. It's, I took a class on campus in the month of May. Um, very hard class, but I'm happy it's over now um i saw my sister graduate from law school from university of richmond with her juris doctor so she's a lawyer now i guess wow. um and i went up to fairfax for a couple of days over memorial day holiday um saw some friends when i was up there um but i had to come back obviously to take the class mm-hmm. and then um The class finished, and then, like, three days later, I started an online class. Um, So I'm just doing that for the month of June, like you're doing your online class for the month of June. Um, And then, otherwise than that, not much. Uh, I don't really start... Leaving out and about until July. I'll mm-hmm. be on a couple vacations, but um, yep, yeah. Other than that, it's been a lot of lounging around. One of my roommates, well, two of my roommates are pretty much moved out, um, so they only come back periodically. And the other one is studying abroad in Montreal right now, so I've been apartment myself. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of nice. Um, yeah, but- yeah. I've had two roommates who
0: are kind of in the process of moving out, so they're in and out. One, is, one is completely, pretty much all moved out. One is um. Gradually moving out, but, um, but yeah. Also, I've been giving uh, giving tours through the office of admission, and I got to tell you, that is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Just getting paid to walk around and talk about JMU—it's a lot of fun. Um, it's been a good. It's been a good good summer yeah. so far. Looking forward to more productivity. Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, we're gonna move into what we have planned to discuss today. Um, in the spirit of summer, we were thinking. What is the best vacation you've ever been on? So, Chris, what is the best vacation you've ever been on?
0: Best vacation I've ever gone on? I I, I think... Or
1: most two, memorable.
0: Either one. There, there, there are two that come to mind for me. Um, the first one uh, in the summer of 2012 um, was just before my junior year of high school. I went out to Arizona for a week to visit my grandparents. My grandparents live out in Prescott, Arizona, which is like couple hours north of Phoenix. Uh, And they usually have caught in the past come out to Richmond to visit us. They usually try and tried to do it every once, once every year, but now they're getting older and they're traveling, um, especially from coast to coast is much more limited now. Um, So we've been, um, so we went out to Arizona and visited for a week and I, I tell you what it was beautiful out there first of all so dry so unbelievably mm-hmm. dry in arizona very
1: opposite of what it is here
0: yes my like i think by day three my sinuses were completely dried out yeah um but i got to see so many many really cool natural like natural yeah things like we went to um We went to the Grand Canyon, obviously, a must-do when you're in Arizona. Went to the Grand Canyon. Um, We went to um, Sliding Rock State Park. We went up to Jerome for a day. We went to, I think we visited Flagstaff. Um, And, you know, just kind of touring around Prescott. There was a bluegrass festival going on while we were there, so we checked it out. Um, And there are just lots of really cool, neat little things to do in Prescott. Of course, at the time I was not 21, but there's the Prescott Brewing Company. So, and my, mm-hmm. my parents had been out there, went out there before I was born. Um, but we went out there and visited, it was really cool. It was good, good uh, brewing company and, and restaurant, really good burgers. But um, yeah. I think the second vacation that I think is most memorable is a few summers ago when I went to visit California. Uh it was two summers ago now in two thousand sixteen. My brother uh was on a West Coast tour with the Madison Scouts Drum and Bugle Corps. And so we went out we went out to California and um just visited for a week, got to see the show at Stanford University. So we got to see a little bit of the campus and the football stadium, beautiful campus out there at Stanford University. Um and it was really cool. We we stayed primarily in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, and it was Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it was beautiful out there. We went to the Golden Golden Gate Bridge, Golden Gate State Park, um, all that cool stuff. We went to Muir Woods, Redwood Forest, which was absolutely beautiful. Uh, we just got to do a couple, you know, just little things around um, around San Francisco. Um, there's that chocolate factory out there. I can't remember. Which chocolate company starts with a G? Never been to Cal, Garrett. Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli. Yeah, there's a Ghirardelli factory out there. So we went to the Ghirardelli factory, got some amazing chocolate. Yeah. Uh, it was good. And, and we, you know, we kind of went into um, the San Francisco city a little bit more on the, on the, the Bay shore, but you know, like pier 39 and everywhere. We did a boat tour uh, around the San Francisco Bay and out to Alcatraz, which was really cool. Um so this was a lot of fun. And that was that was my first time that I had ever been to California. We went up and down the uh the West Coast, uh the Pacific Coast Highway. We went to Half Moon Bay, uh, which is uh where the famous surf break mavericks is. Um just went out there. Uh we went to Santa Cruz, um, a couple little, you know, must do things when you're in California. Never made it as far south as uh, San Diego or LA, but, uh, cause we stayed mostly in central, central California, but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I definitely want to go back. Um, California by far is my favorite state that I've ever visited. So
1: yeah, I would love to go out to California one day. I'd love to go to wine country area. Yeah. Um,
0: we almost went to wine country, but alas, I was 20 at the time. Yeah. So uh, that no is like, alcohol for me. If,
1: if I had to do one more United States vacation, I probably would go to that area. hmm because i would love to go down the coast of california because um, i have not been and i'm 21 and i would love to see what it's like it's so.
0: beautiful it, it's beautiful i tell you what the weirdest part about going to california was seeing the sun set over the ocean i mean i'm so used to the, seeing, like, the sunrise. seeing the sun rise over the ocean uh so that was a little weird uh but it was it was really cool it was interesting what
1: interesting. about you tj
0: uh favorite vacation that you've ever been on
1: um I don't know if it's my favorite, but it was definitely the most memorable vacation uh, because it was so long and we did so many different things. My like entire family, we went out to the West. We went to South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, Utah. Um, it was just a bunch of different places. Like, it was like very short amount of times in each place. Like you would stay the day there and then just kind of ride around. You would stay at night at a hotel and whatnot. But the first day, um, it was in Rapid City, South Dakota, the Black Hills area, um, which is where Mount Rushmore is. And I really, Mount Rushmore is probably my favorite part. And it was like the first day. Um, But I'm a history person, so I really enjoyed it. Um, And then right near Mount Rushmore, is the Crazy Horse um, Memorial, essentially. It's, Crazy Horse is like, it, it. I I don't remember it now because it was so long ago. I was much younger when it happened was, is this Indian monument that's pretty much supposed to be in the same vein as, as Mount Rushmore, except it's just one person crazy horse. Um, and it's enormous. It is absolutely like it is going to dwarf the size of Mount Rushmore when it's finished but they've been building it for 50 years, but it's been on like private donations. Mm. So they're not very far on the project. Mm. Um, but like in the past decade, they've gotten it a lot farther because it's starting to like publicize more. Um, they've made more advancements in like past like two decades and they have in like the entire 50 year project. Um, like the final thing is like going to be crazy large and very eye catching. Um, but right now it's just his head for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that was like day one. Next day it was on Montana. Montana was not, you know, Montana probably just not a place I'd gonna go back to. Um, we saw a Little Big Horse, um, or excuse me, a Little Big Horn, um, in Big Sky Country, uh, where General Custer met um, Sitting Bull um, in the Battle of Little Big Horn. Um, but otherwise than that, it was not too terribly eventful. But then the next two days, we were in Yellowstone. So oh, saw the so saw the animals beautiful. up close. Um, a lot of bison. I, a lot of bison. There's no <laughs> other way to put it. Um, they, it's really great when they just go out in the road and just kind of stand there. And you're just like... Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't want to go up near them or anything. But you, you also are just like have to get around um, because there's only so many roads around Yellowstone National Park. Um, And um, I, our tour guide kind of put it best. There's something like the stupid gene activates in people when they go to Yellowstone, like these animals they're in nature. Like it isn't, they are very accustomed with like they see people, But but it's not a zoo, but it's not a zoo. And they're definitely not trained animals. And he's like, yeah, you know, people will go up to these, like, grizzly bears. And it's like, no, do oh not go God. up to the bears. Do not go oh, up to the... Oh, oh my gonna- God. Or, or the really not great one when they get too close to the geysers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh, people, like... It literally is a thing that explodes in the ground. This, this wasn't on the tour, but I was I was listening to a comedy special one time, and it was like some, some person went up to one of the park rangers at Old Faithful, which is the big geyser there, and they're like, So when do you guys turn the geyser on? And it's like it it's in the ground. It it just kinda happens like
0: <laughs> It's a geothermal event. It's it,
1: it just it's nature. I don't know what to tell you don't turn it on. It's you like turn- oh, my so- God, oh my God. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I did not get close to the animals because you're not supposed to, and you know, I'd rather keep it that way. Yep. Um The bison are cool, the grizzly bears are cool, the wolves are cool. Not getting near 'em. Um but we spent a couple of days in Yellowstone, and then we went down into Wyoming, uh, went to Grand Teton National Park. Hmm. The Grand Tetons are Gorgeous. We did a, a a float trip down Snake River, which pretty much goes around the Grand Tetons. Um, so that was really cool. We went to Jackson Hole for the night, um, and then we went to Utah, and Utah was gorgeous. I it was actually like the prettiest thing on the whole tour was State to of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we finished the last day in Salt Lake City. Um, which was also really nice. Um, so that was a really memorable trip, probably the most memorable one I've been on. Um, certain aspects of it I like, certain aspects I didn't like. So that's because we did so much, right? Like certain things I really loved, and we would have just done those aspects. Probably would be my favorite trip. But then there were some parts I was like, yeah, like going through Montana. I was just like, this is not yeah. not exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's okay. But it was still very memorable, and I'm happy I went. So I can say I've been to all like Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons and Mount Rushmore. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I know uh, when my brother was marching Madison Scouts and they did their West Coast tour, they started in Indiana where their spring training is, and, and they traveled out to California through all of those states. Uh, and I, and I remember my brother saying that the state that they traveled through that he most enjoyed was the, was the state of Utah and how, how just beautiful it out. It was yeah. That Utah and like Utah and Nevada,
1: really
0: Nevada, my brother said, were like the two most beautiful states that they drove through, especially at night with the sunsets and then the yeah. sun rises on the bus rides. And then, you know, getting to see the Milky Way out there because it's so clear.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah. No, I, I thought it was great. Um.
0: So that kind of takes us to our next question, kind of along the vacation thing. What, if you were to move anywhere in the country
1: to any state, where would it be? Well, this is going to be a really, there's, I have two answers, but neither one of them are very good. The first one is I really like where I live now. I really like the state of Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I'm originally from Fairfax, Virginia, which is a really, really densely populated area. Um, so maybe not necessarily right there, but I really like um, some other parts of Northern Virginia where it's not as densely populated. Um, Charlottesville area is very nice. Uh, the suburbs of Roanoke, Virginia, is really nice. Um, I I can make do with Virginia because it's it's very convenient. You're near a lot of major hubs, but you can also kind of live in more of the suburb areas of those places. Or you could live in the more rural areas Mm -hmm. of the state if you really want to. Um, And then just kind of, like, in general, like, I could do Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, Delaware, um, sort of the Delmarva, down in North and South Carolina. I could do really any of those states. I really like the East Coast. Um, I don't want to go too far south because it gets too hot. I can't deal with it. I also don't want to go too far north because it gets too cold and I can't deal with it. Yeah. But right around here, mid-Atlantic region, it's nice. Um, It's yeah. really humid, but it's really nice most of the time. Yeah,
0: and it's good because, like, in Virginia, you kind of get you, – you get a little bit of both extremes. You get, like, really – you get really
1: hot. Not as hot as, like, the deep south. And you get – it can get pretty cold up here yeah. in the
0: mountains. But, um,
1: yeah, and, like, you do get all four seasons. like that they they get kind of mixed but there is like a spring there is a summer there is a fall there is a winter mm-hmm. um you're not always hot and you're not always cold which i kind of like i you know even though i don't like the really hot and the really cold i can deal with it for a little while i can deal with it um or if i would move down to florida it'd be really hot Or if i move up to new hampshire i'd be freezing all the time right. um so I really like the mid-Atlantic region, probably Virginia just because of the convenience I have to it and growing up in the state. Um, also, not a lot of natural disasters around here, which is kind of nice. That is uh, fantastic. There are – we had like one earthquake once. Um,
0: there's a tornado occasionally.
1: There's sometimes there are – there are tornadoes. But if you, Every now and then we get a – hurt like, or at least the remnants of a hurricane.
0: Yeah, yeah. We haven't had a really big hurricane probably since Irene – yeah. Um, other than that, it's just kind of like, like it doesn't really do much. A
1: once in a blue moon blizzard. Yeah, but otherwise than that, there's there's not no, much there's going not on. Nice, it, yeah. It's you get there are sunny, beautiful days. There are rainy days. Um, whereas like if you move to Seattle, it rains every day. Um, and then there are some places like like Southern California where it never rains. Um, so I really like the area. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose somewhere completely different. I probably would do like the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the mountains out there. Um, I, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I I can't deal with like the Midwest because there's nothing really out there. Um, and I, I don't want to move all the way out to the West Coast. I don't want to move to the deep South and I don't want to move up North. But the Mountain West, knowing what I've seen in Utah, I could definitely deal with it. Mm -hmm. um i thought it was really nice um if i ever did move away from like the mid-atlantic region um but what about you where would you move to um
0: well yeah kind of like what you're saying i think we get very lucky here in virginia i do love virginia it's a beautiful state it's a good state i think it's a state where enough people that are outside of virginia like to come visit virginia at least once you know there's a lot of history behind it you know being you know pretty much the first place where people landed in the new world, you know, aside from like down in the, down in the Caribbean area, you know, first real permanent settlement in America, you know, so they're even all the way up through to now there's so much history in Virginia. So I think we get very lucky in Virginia. Um, but if I had to move away, I'm probably going to soon for grad school. There are two States that come to mind when I think of a place that I really want to live. One of them is Texas. I I love Texas so much. And there's, you know, it's a big state and just the kind of culture about Texas is just really neat and I like it a lot. There are a lot of really cool places that I've visited in Texas, um, specifically the the San Antonio area really gorgeous part of the state. I've been to the Dallas Fort worth area a couple times, just from traveling uh, with the football team to Frisco. Um, both of those really great areas of Texas. I love it. And I, I think, you know, I, I used to, when I, back when I marched drum core, um, Texas was my favorite state that we visited. There's so much cool. There's just so much cool stuff. That Austin, Texas. Texas
1: is like, the number one rated city of like up and coming, like really popular with young people, mm-hmm. like sort of yeah, like a lot of young families are moving to the Austin area, mm-hmm. so I, I get that. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of other like San Antonio is also on that list. Um, yeah, and
0: I'm I'm looking at grad school in in the Austin area, and I and I think the other state, if I had to pick and choose another state, it would have to be California. I, I loved. Love, love my time out in California, and I only saw
1: the Bay, area. the Bay
0: Area, and a couple other places like Half Moon Bay, which is a really small area, uh, very small community, and Santa Cruz, which again is a relatively small community. Uh, briefly went to Santa Clara, but that was for a Santa Clara Vanguard Family Day kind of event that the Madison Scouts were at, um, and and so. You know, I I would like to definitely explore more of the state of California, specifically Southern California, because I love like that always sunny, seventy five
1: degrees weather. That's like my perfect weather. And- you know, the easiest job in the United States is being the weatherman in San Diego, California, because they just get on in the morning and they're like, "What's the weather today?" and it's going to be nice. It's gonna be nice. It's, it's, going to be be like nice. it's gonna be like mid seventies really sunny. nice, yeah. It's gonna be like there's nothing more to say. You
0: know, yeah, unless I mean unless there's a huge earthquake or a bunch of fires out there, which the potential for both of those are big, are are much higher in California, but you don't like nothing like you don't get anything bad out there, you know. I think it's it's so great. And that's definitely a state that I would wanna spend certainly a good amount of my life out there oh gosh i love california i love my time in california and i definitely want to go back
1: you see california is such a huge state it, it like depending where you are in the state it's it's like completely different like northern california is nothing like southern california oh no absolutely like, not. and like even even though california is kind of narrow in the grand scheme of things given how like um lengthwise tall it is mm-hmm eastern california compared to western california is also incredibly different like yeah it it is just drastic so drastic across the state so you really would have to go explore the whole thing and that and that's the
0: other thing is like when we were in the bay area it was like on a on a warm day like maybe 65 degrees it was cold out there and the wind is so windy but you go like 10 miles inland it was like 90 degrees yeah you know it was so cold I I think I was wearing a sweatshirt and pants in the Bay Area more than I was wearing shorts and a t shirt. But you go 10 miles inland and it is a completely different climate. Just because the water in the San Francisco Bay, no matter what time of year it is, it's always freezing cold. So you get that cold weather and the fog so much.
1: One of the, like, I know, like, the San Francisco airport, like, they have to be mindful every single morning because mm-hmm. it's always foggy. You know? Oh, like, absolutely. Just no matter – like, and that's something they just have to prepare for every morning. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's going to be foggy, you know, San Francisco, and it won't clear out for, you know, some of the morning hours.
0: Yeah. And they, I'm definitely, like, when we were flying out uh San Francisco, we flew out in the evening and afternoon. But there were definitely some morning flights out there that had to get canceled because the fog was so thick that morning. Yeah. So – it definitely happens, but yeah, it's a place that I would love to go back to. The only problem with California, especially in places like L.A. and San Francisco, the cost of living is ridiculous. It is really high. It's, it's so hard. expensive. Yeah. But that's the other thing. You know, you know, a teaching job on the East Coast pays about, like, the most you can get is probably about fifty dollars to $60,000. Some high school teaching jobs out there, like, almost $100,000. Like, starting salary is probably going to be about 80000 mm-hmm. Like So you while the cost of living is much higher, you also get paid much more in uh, the jobs that you work. So it comes out to about the same.
1: Yeah. Fairfax County is a lot in the same boat. The cost of living is really, really high. Um, but, I mean, you, you also get what you pay for most of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're in a major... St- a hub city or a suburb of a hub city, you know, Fairfax County is a suburb of Washington, DC. Um, and there's a lot around you, mm-hmm. um, you know, in LA and San Francisco and Sacramento are all, you know, they're all in the same vein. If you live in the city, you know, you're city living, mm-hmm. which is really convenient. And if you live in the suburb of any of those places, it's also really convenient. Right. Um, you know, Fairfax County and Loudoun County, which are both suburbs of Washington, D.C. are the two wealthiest counties in the United States. Um, and it's just because there's so much business and so much economic activity always happening. Um, it's, you kind of, you benefit from being in that area. Um, but that being said, if you're not making a suitable living, you, you're not gonna be able to, to afford it. Right. Um, that is the trade-off you get living in those sorts of areas. Um but it is what it is, so yeah,
0: well, I want to conclude this podcast today talking a little bit about football because i'm deprived of it, and this it's going to be a little bit longer of a podcast, but I have to say, um the reason why I want to talk about football is because a few days ago, I think it was Monday or tuesday i 'm trying to find it now Athlon sports released uh the preseason poll for the top 25 FCS football teams. So I just kind of want to talk about those, mm-hmm. give it, put in some my thoughts. Again, this podcast and and my thoughts are not in any way affiliated with, uh, Jamie football or FCS football or the NCAA or anyway, just a fan talking about football. Um, but so obviously no shocker coming in for the top 25, um, Top 25, uh, number one,
1: North NDSU,
0: yeah. North Dakota State. I could have guessed that one. And usually, usually, if you're the national champion the following year, you're probably yeah. going to be number one in the preseason polls. Yeah. Um, so not really surprised there. Uh, I will say number two is JMU. Again, you know, not only um, – I, I think, you know, there's, there was talk surrounding, you know, whether or not, you know, the – I guess how even NDSU and JMU are, and some people were like, "Yo, you know, you can really flip a coin with those, um, with those picks." Um, I disagree. Uh, I think J- NDSU is definitely, definitely number one, and JMU is definitely number two. I gotta say, uh, w- especially with all of the, all of the um, people, all, all of the players from JMU that are graduating, we have a lot of people graduating. We have a huge hole. Uh, at the at the helm right now with our, our quarterback position still up for debate. Um, so, you know, you I, I think just with the amount of people that JMU lost and the amount of people that North Dakota State are returning, um, I, I really truly think that um, NDSU is definitely up there at number one. Uh, JMU is solid at number two, and I, and I think those are pretty – pretty much like, you know, set in stone. Yeah. I, I gotta say the things. it's what some, you would expect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to find the complete list. Now it was a few days ago. Um, uh, there are some things in there that, that really surprised me. Uh, that really, really stuck out. Um, and the, um, in the poll, uh, first thing that stuck out to me, uh, was number three, uh, was New Hampshire, University of New Hampshire. Um, that was the thing that initially when I, when I, uh, saw it, um, I, I was, I was really kind of like, so I I was a little surprised. Um, but you know, after kind of, you know, talking with some people and, uh, uh, FCS fans nation Facebook page, which if you're a fan of the FCS football, you should definitely join. Um, after talking with some people and you know, kind of hearing people's inputs, you know, University of New Hampshire is returning a lot of players, um, and they have some really good offensive uh, weapons in, in store. So um, that was one that I was you know a little a little shocked at at first,
1: but, but it makes sense.
0: It, it definitely makes sense. Um, I was I was initially surprised as to how low Weaver State was and I'm trying I'm trying to find it um, right now. Weaver State, I was a little surprised because they made it to you know the quarterfinals to play us and and they gave it was us very a, close. They gave us a run for their money. Yeah. They led pretty much the whole game.
1: It was it was that was the game that was won on a field goal yeah. for JMU mm-hmm. um, on a Friday night. Um, so it was it was crazy atmosphere. Yeah, I remember that game.
0: Yeah, so, um, so that was that was one that I was a little surprised about. Uh, obviously, no surprise. South Dakota State, number four. Kennesaw State is number five. I actually want to say Kennesaw State. I'm very excited for this season. Last season, they had a really great one run. Uh, coming last season, the football team had only existed for three years down at that university in um, in Georgia, Georgia. and they made it to the quarterfinals for uh, football. They unfortunately lost to Sam Houston state, but they, they played a really good game against Sam Houston state. They have a lot of really powerful uh, players on, on that team. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Kennesaw state gets. I think, I think this year or definitely in the next couple of years, they're going to start giving teams like J and North Dakota state a run for their money at the title. Yeah. Um, few other things that I was surprised about Elon number 10 um, and Villanova number 11. Those are, those are actually like some pretty good picks. Uh, I know Weber state and Jacksonville state, um, Jacksonville state at eight and Weber state at nine was a big topic of conversation. Um, I like those picks. Uh, Weber state, I, I initially predicted a little bit higher, but they graduate, they're graduating a lot of players. It was a very senior heavy team. And, they, the, the main thing about that team was their offensive weapons. They, you know, and they only had a couple, they had one NFL player that, um, you know, that wide out that made it to the NFL. But, you know, other than that, and their quarterback was really good, but both of those graduate, those uh, players graduated. Um, so another thing that I'm really looking forward to is seeing Sanford university, uh, they come in at number twelve, uh, and last year they went eight and four on the season. Um, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Samford plays. Also, Wofford, Wofford had a ten and three season, uh, did well in the playoffs last year. Uh, looking forward to seeing them. Um, some other stuff that I was surprised about: Sacramento State in the top twenty-three. I can't remember the last time that Sacramento State uh, made it to the playoffs, but they. Are uh, returning a lot of pl- uh, players. They went they went seven and four and, and six and two in the Big Sky Conference. So they end up right in the middle of the conference. Um, so I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how they work out. Um, the other thing that I'm actually excited to see after missing the playoffs last year, Eastern Washington comes in at number six. Now, after not making the playoffs last year it was a huge uh, huge uh, upset for the, the for the program. I'm a little hesitant to say you know that. They're up as far as six in the preseason poll. I think they're definitely going to start off a little bit lower, but that's that Eastern Washington team is going to be a team that is really, going, I think, going to make some moves early in the season and really pull out some good wins. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to take a minute and talk about a little bit of SCS football because it's been entirely too long since the last time I've gotten to talk about football, uh, and it is entirely too long until the season opener. September 2nd. September, yep. Se- Second or uh, first, first, September, first, first, September 1st. September 1st. September
1: 1st. Something last year. September
0: 1st, September 1st at North Carolina State University. Really looking forward to that game. FBS. Uh, which is our, we opened up the season, same same as last year, opened up the season with a road FBS game. Um, last year came out on top of East Carolina. I, I think it's too early for me to give my predictions on that the uh, on how the NC State game is going because I don't know enough about their program and I'm really wanting to learn more about the team as as summer camps progress. Uh, I think the freshmen just moved in and started summer camps, so they're starting summer camps in two days, pretty soon. Mm. Um, so they're getting that ball rolling. I'm gonna wait to talk about how I think that NC State game is gonna go before I, but uh, you make know, up. before I make a decision, I'm gonna want to see how those practices go. So. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, You know, good to reflect on the Athlon sports. I want to thank Craig Haley for writing that awesome piece for Athlon sports and the top 25. It's really good to really good to get the ball rolling again with some, with some FCS football.
1: Yeah. um, It it should be an exciting season Mm -hmm. yet again for JMU, as you've mentioned in the past. Um, yeah,
0: another, another tough schedule coming out for us. I think it'll be a little bit easier than last year, uh, but we have a couple tough road games coming up this season.
1: Yeah, there's the one at NC State. I'm trying to think of the other road games they're doing. Oh,
0: uh, I think we're doing a road game. I
1: can pull up the schedule. Is, um, is Richmond away? Richmond is away. away yeah. Um, um, Richmond, and as always – proved difficult JMU. Yeah, you know, at least in the past few years. You know,
0: Richmond last year went uh 6 and 5 or 5 and 6, something. They had a pretty even record. They had a couple they had a lot of losses especially to us in Richmond, you know. And they, you know, they didn't end up making the making the postseason and they were pretty far down in uh the CAA. But I tell you what, every time Richmond and JMU, JMU. meet, it is an absolutely wild wild game
1: yeah um and
0: yeah. it, it, there's it, nothing is going to be held back in that game and it really quite honestly could go either way especially on the road in richmond, uh yeah. in richmond uh it's gonna be it, it's tough um so uh we're looking at september 1st at nc state and then september 8th at norfolk state um and then our home opener, September 15th against Robert Morris. It's a you know non-conference game. We're opening up the season with three non-conference games, which I think is great for the Dukes. Um, and then our, we open up CAA play uh, on September 22nd uh, against William and & Mary. And we'll host, we'll host the Tribe here. Uh, then September 29th is away at Richmond. And then we're back in Bridgeforth for Family Weekend October 6th against Elon. Uh, then another road game at Villanova, a home game against Stony Brook. That is our homecoming. So that's going to be a very, very, very tough game after the way Stony Brook played last year. Very good team. Uh, then we have another road game at New Hampshire, and then we're hosting Rhode Island, and then an away game at Towson. So we have some pretty big road games, Towson, New Hampshire, Villanova, Richmond, yeah. all significant CAA road games. Um, so that's going to be tough uh, for the Dukes. Nothing that we th- I, we can't handle. I think it's definitely going to be in the CAA. I think it's definitely going to be JMU and New Hampshire up at the top. Uh, I think I think the only person, that, the only two other teams that could come close again uh, are uh, Elon. Oh, no. I, I would say Delaware. Delaware, I think, is the next team that I think could really come close to JMU or New Hampshire. I think, you know, again, and the reason why... New Hampshire was in the in third place in the top 25. As you know, they have not been out of the FCS playoff in over 15 years. Oh, wow. For the past, I, th- I want to say it was either 13 or 15 years. Yeah. And maybe even more than that. I, I can't remember the exact number, but they have made the FCS playoffs. They're very consistent. And a very hard team to beat. Um, So I'm very much looking forward to playing them on the road. It's going to be a really good game. I'm definitely, definitely, definitely want to. I'm going to be keeping my eye on that game. Um, But yeah, so that that about wraps it up. Well, it's it's only
1: June, so you know you have a lot more time to talk Mm -hmm. about this. Absolutely, Um, this was just just the beginning. Just the beginning. Um, But anyway, for the weekly soapbox, I'm TJ Haran.
0: And I'm Chris Pennington. Thank you for joining us on the Anchor platform Uh, new. And we're going to be experimenting with this over the summer. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.